Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. With a look at the other Kansas City teams in sports, here's Jillian Carroll and Uno Cero. What's up, Kansas City? Welcome in. Thanks for joining us on this absolutely balmy, what is it, 12 degrees out That's today? That's not balmy. It That's is not a- balmy. <laughs> Ridiculously freezing here in Kansas City still for the 75th day in a row, I feel like. But it's a good one. We're here. You're with us. We're hanging. We got a good show for you, so we're excited. Going to start it off with Chris. Did you see your boy, Pat Mahomes, crushing it on the court? Did you see the video? Uh, Yeah, that is a big story. Uh, obviously, it came out earlier today that... Uh, that the that the uh, Brett Veach he he was on the radio and he talked right. about how hey we're not gonna have him play basketball anymore but yeah it was a little scary seeing him go out there and cross people up but I'm amazed he's actually that good at basketball. Are you though? Because like I'm not surprised. It's Pat Mahomes. Like you know that just like is that's just par for the course with him. I feel like we all should have expected him to be a baller on the court as well. Yeah, no, it's it's. Like I said, I really, I really like hearing, I like seeing that athletic ability there. I like seeing him go out and have fun, but it is kind of scary that he would, yeah. he might tear his ACL, he might tear his Achilles tendon. So uh, uh, have fun, but certainly be careful. Right? Do you think it's? I mean, a competitive athlete like that, like I don't think I've ever played a soccer game just to go out and have a good time. Like, there's no. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're going to go play, you're going to go play and give it your all. So I don't know how it would be for him if he even tried to not play. You know what I'm saying? Like, all the way. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I Believe me, I understand what you're talking about. There certainly is a certain little concern there. I, I know I personally, I mean, we already know. Uh, anybody can be clumsy at any time, and they can fall over, and they can tear an ACL. Uh, I mean, what is it? I think Carlos Boozer once. Uh, when he was like, he he destroyed his foot stepping on a bag at training camp or something. I don't really remember the story, but it was crazy how it happened. Yeah, well, for sure the the teammates would not be happy if he came up with an injury due to to basketball. So Brett Veach put the hammer down on that one. So I guess there's no more for that. I I think he said he was going to call his agent and make sure that didn't happen again. <laughs> yeah, he called his agent. and was like, yeah, no more basketball. <laughs> nice, nice. Well, athletes are always going to be athletes, right? But uh, ch- switching ga- gears here to preview our show tonight, we've got a good one. We've got a lot of guests coming on. Um, first of all, tomorrow is a big day in women's sports. Actually, yesterday, February 6th, was National Women and Girls in Sports Day. Uh, tomorrow is the win for KC Women in Sports Banquet and the luncheon, excuse me. So big day. Um, Simone Biles will be there as a guest of honor. And we actually are going to catch up with Carrie Fry Robinson, who is also going to be an award winner at that luncheon tomorrow. Um, We're going to hear a little bit of Super Bowl reactions, except for I kind of feel like everybody's over it by now. But we will also be joined by President of Sporting Kansas City, Jake Reed. Obviously, we are all excited about the return of MLS, and they've been busy down in uh, Arizona 
with preseason. And, of course, it's another day on Jillian Carroll and Unocero, so we will be giving out some Mavericks tickets tonight. Going to have a special sounder for everyone. Uh, they're going to – me and Julio picked this one out before the show started, so we already know what we're going to go with. And uh, it's going to be something that's going to surprise you, Jillian. Oh, I bet it will be marvelous. As long as it's not Goku, I'm fine. No, it's not Goku. It's going it's to be way funnier <laughs> than Goku. I, you're going you're, you're gonna to be surprised by it. It's one of the funniest things I've heard all day. Uh, so we're going to have that going on later on in the show. Okay, as long as it's not me making an embarrassing statement No, it's not, it's not you. We know that you don't like being okay. embarrassed on the air. No, we're not going to embarrass you, Jillian. But it's going to be funny. <laughs> Well, I'm looking forward to it. So when we hear, we'll we'll move that back in the end of the show. But want to hear really quickly, just Super Bowl reaction. I know we're all way over it by now. What was more underwhelming for you guys? Was it the game of football or was it the halftime show? All right. First off, uh, I knew the halftime show was going to suck because it was Maroon 5. I'm not shocked by that. Uh, so <laughs> it, for me, it was absolutely the football game. Uh, the fact that you had two top five offenses in the league only combined to score 16 points in the biggest game of the year. That, to me, is a disgrace. It is an abomination. It is a crime against football. And I think that if these two teams were to be the two teams to make it to the Super Bowl next year, the NFL should just veto it, and they should just make the other two teams that lost in the championship games face off in the Super Bowl. Because, frankly, I think if the Chiefs and the Saints would have played in that fourth quarter, they'd have scored more points than those two teams did in the first three. Clearly. I think, oh man, I forget where I was, but I was um, at a bar watching a game and, and somebody to the right of me was just like, I refuse to watch that game. And then I heard about it. It was ridiculous, blah, blah, blah. But if this is, if it was Saints in Kansas City, it would have been the 100% opposite. So I was like, come on, man, just dagger to the heart there. But Julio, what do you think? What was worse the or the halftime performance? I'm going to go with the halftime performance as well. I just, uh, yeah, I, you know, I got to say, when, when he took his shirt off, cool, but, th- but then he started moving his hips and it was just, <laughs> Dude, I, I mean, it was, was a very about? feminine hip movement and it just, movement. I think you're just jealous because you can't pull that no, move. I was absolutely not I think I think you were sitting there like, mm, man. I was embarrassed for him. Man, if I, I could was. do those, if, I, if my hips didn't lie like that, ooh, mm. <laughs> his hips lied. His hips lied. It was embarrassing. Um, have you guys seen memes around the U.S. now with men taking their shirts off and having their own state written across their tummies? Uh, no, no, I uh, I yeah, was not looking for that on the internet. I, that, that was a there's a Listen. lot of things I look for on the internet. That was not one of them. I was like, yeah, no, okay. I'll pass on the guys no, w- with their shirts off with their states written across their chest. Whatever you're looking, number one, but I was not looking, number two. However, there were some very big round bellies that were very proud of states such as, I think I saw Illinois and I saw like New Hampshire or something. <laughs> but they were, they were, um, I mean, they you were, got a belly, be proud of it. They Why were interesting. Not? Yeah, go out it, there and It was just yourself. funny. They were obviously just mocking him, but I'm, I'm hearing two ways. I'm hearing that. Okay, so personally, I'm just going to say it. I am not a female who loves tattoos. I know that there are many women that do. Um, Stop hating. But I am – no, I'm not I'm not hating. I'm just saying that's yeah, not, like, hating. a huge thing for me. Like, oh, my goodness, come on. Um, but I've heard people, like, swooning over him and his performance and his shirt off and blah, blah, blah. But then I've also heard a lot of people saying, put your shirt back on. Get in shape before you do that. So it was really weird because it's like a little bit I thought bit he was both. in fine shape. I don't know what you're talking. I don't know what these women oh, are talking okay, about. Chris. I thought he was right. in fine shape. 
I thought, I thought, I thought he was in much better shape than I am. So I, I would love to trade his shape for my shape. I'll take it any day. No, I thought he was in. I thought he was in good shape. I, he, trust me, he wouldn't have been comfortable making that making that move and taking his shirt off if he wasn't in good shape. He wouldn't. He didn't have six pack abs, but he looked fine to me. Yeah, I th- I think you're right on that one. I don't think that it was. I don't think he was like out of shape or whatever. But I'm I'm with you. I think Julio, you brought up like. Those movements, those dance moves, whatever he was doing with his hips, like that, that needs to not happen from a male. Like that should just not. No, not, we should do that it. That was not okay. Julio's just no, mad because he can't. No, do it. no, I don't. Why would no. I want to do that? If Julio, if you do it, if you could play the acoustic guitar, you could swivel your hips like that. You'd be doing it all the time. I'll play, serenading I'd like to play the, the acoustic guitar, but in no way. Oh yeah, you you would be I doing it. My hips be serenading any, women. No, no. I don't know what woman wants to see that because that was just not attractive to me personally at all. Maybe it was the, no, it wasn't even the tattoos. I was just like unsure of what he was doing. (laughs) Thought he was going to hurt himself. He's a professional. (laughs) He does this for a living. He takes risks like this every single day. It's true. It's true. But I was, I did appreciate seeing big boy roll out there in his big old fur. That was that was probably the highlight for me of the halftime show. I wish they'd have done Outcast instead of doing Maroon Five. Yeah, like I, just get the reunion yeah, with Andre. They, Andre they missed and, out with without having Andre there. Yeah, me. yeah, no. They, to me, that would have been a, like just if they would have just done Hey Y'all for fifteen minutes. That would have been better than what we saw. <laughs> yeah, especially being down in Atlanta, it was it didn't yeah. it didn't represent Atlanta yeah, very well. Get but Luda, you know what? The, all yeah, those guys. get any of them. There's a just a laundry Ying list Yang of twins. them down there, but. Oh, Lord. I also feel like the football game did not represent the NFL season. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like it was so incredibly underwhelming. Um, and this was a, such an offensive season. We saw some of the best offenses in quite a few years. And so it was just not a good representation of NFL football for the year of, of 2018 or even the city of Atlanta was kind of my takeaway. It's crazy because, like, if you look at this championship, you look at the college football championship. That was two games that were that were not that great because uh, we obviously saw Clemson completely destroy Alabama, and then now you get this game where you get a combined 16 points in your championship game with two teams that averaged well into the 20s. And actually, they I think they both averaged in the 30s in points per game. So the fact that neither team was able to was able to combine for 20 is pretty damn uh, is it's. It's really disappointing, and certainly for me, I spent more time on my phone than I did actually watching that football game. I fell asleep. I definitely fell asleep. But I, I would game... have if I was at home, yeah. <laughs> but a game that was incredibly exciting was KUK State. What do you think about KU falling to K-State just a few days ago? That was a pretty exciting game. Yeah, I, I didn't see it. I saw the score, though, and I was like, you know, this is finally – this is a KU team that KU fans can claim is the worst KU team that Bill Self has ever had. Because they've been trying for the last five yeah. years now to say that this is the worst team that, that Bill Self has had at KU. And this might actually be that team. This team might actually be like a fifth seed in the tournament if they keep, <laughs> if they keep losing games. And if they do that, then Kansas fans will finally be the victims that they claim to be. And they'll finally, <laughs> finally, this team will not be the, oh, Bill Self, he just doesn't have the talent. You, there was a story that broke. I don't know, this is like an hour ago, maybe 30 minutes ago. Ger- Le- Gerald Vick is actually taking a leave of absence from the team. So oh, wow. that's not going to help them at all. And they need that guy. I mean, because when, when, he's, when he's great, they're great. And the fact that he's not going to be there for the foreseeable, foreseeable future surely ain't good for their bid to try to win another Big 12 championship. 
No, it's not looking good for the Hawks. But it was an exciting game. I think it was a good basketball game. Obviously, home field or home court advantage was huge. I'm happy for K-State. You know, I'm pretty neutral when it comes to KU, K-State. I didn't go to either, so I don't feel obligated. But I was happy for them. Julio, what's your um, opinion? You're a KU fan. Uh, I mean, quite honestly, K-State should have won that game. They they are the more experienced team. You know, they the, the team that they returned... They're a Final Four team. They're, that's that's where they should have won that game. They had home court advantage, like Jillian said. Um, they they needed that. And I think for their seniors, having lost the last three years to KU, not having a single win, I thought that was big for them. And they, they played the, the style of game that they needed to play to win, and they KU just didn't have it that night. Good for K-State. Yep, good for K-State, not so good for Bill Self. When we come back, we're going to switch gears here. We're going to hear from Carrie Fry Robinson, who is winning a big award tomorrow at the Win for KC Luncheon. Um, always an incredible crowd of women that go to that and that are honored. Um, and it's really cool to see a local girl, Carrie Fry Robinson, winning um, that award. So we will hear from her when we return. We'll also hear from Jake Reed, president of Sporting Kansas City, as we come up. And then also, of course, giving away some Maverick tickets. Don't go anywhere. Stay with us. Welcome back in to the Brown and Crouppen Studios. It's Jillian Carroll Inocero live on Thursday nights. We're excited you're with us tonight. Thank you so much for joining us. While we are waiting for one Carrie Fry Robinson to put the kiddos to bed, <laughs> we'll get her here on the phone in a minute. We skipped over a huge title when we were speaking about Mahomes. Can yeah, we were so caught up in him. We were caught MVP. up in him. Yeah, yeah, no, it was a, it was a really big. Uh, I tell you this, as a Kansas City Chiefs fan, as someone who has enjoyed watching Kansas City Chiefs football for you know almost twenty six years now, I have never seen anything like what we've seen from Mahomes. And the fact that I can with pride say that my quarterback is an NFL quarterback. Oh my. God. That is not just an NFL, like a great NFL quarterback, but the best player in football in twenty in twenty eighteen. The best player. Obviously, you didn't win a Super Bowl, but the fact that you could get the best player in twenty nineteen. I mean, in twenty eighteen in the NFL. That's something that we haven't had in a long time. We had Trent Green. Trent Green is probably the best quarterback that I've seen uh, as far as like statistics go. Uh, obviously, couldn't get it done. You know, Alex Smith surely shored up that quarterback spot, but he wasn't great. He was just stable. The fact that we could get a guy that is the best at what he did this year, that to me is something that I did not expect to happen anytime soon with this quarterback. And I don't know, I didn't know if I expected it to happen in my lifetime, considering the kind of quarterbacks I've been watching now for almost 30 years. <laughs> no, it's definitely exciting. I think I read somebody just kind of reflecting and saying it's it's incredibly um, exciting to have a player on our roster wearing the red and gold in the Arrowhead, every, you know, in Arrowhead every Sunday that w we would not trade for any other player, any other player in the entire league. We would not no. trade him for anybody. No. And that is, has that ever happened in this in this organization, has that ever happened? Not in for, city no, that? I think everybody would have traded Alex Smith. Yeah, I would have. I wanted to trade Alex Smith for years. But even like position players, like has there ever been someone uh, as 
highly rated, highly successful in their specific position. I know that there's, you know, you can maybe Eric Berry run out names and hey, maybe Eric. Yeah, I, Eric. I'd say Eric Berry like in his prime, like what we saw in 2016. I don't know if anybody was like, yeah, let's trade that guy. Everybody's like, let's sign that guy for as much money as he wants because he's right. the best player on this team right now. <laughs> You know, or maybe like Justin Houston when he had his almost record-breaking sack season in 2015. Like, uh, like I think those. Yeah, I'm are sure the that year. you could find though. I, I know, but this. I, yes, I agree with those. But this kid, I mean, there's there's just something special. If there is whatever it factor it is, he's got it. Um, the the ability that he shows in the pocket, out of the pocket, in the air, scrambling, his creativity, his confidence. Um, he's one of a kind, and he's he's a chief, and it's just still hard to believe, I think. <laughs> but it's definitely exciting. I think the thing, though, about this is, like, it now puts a ton of pressure on him and this organization to finally win that elusive Super Bowl that none of us have witnessed in our lifetime. Maybe there's a lot of people who, maybe the 10 people who are listening right now, that have seen that Super Bowl because they were <laughs> alive back in the, in the late 60s, early 70s when they got to see that. And, you know, they've been around for a long enough time to, you know, to be able to experience that. But for me, I mean, I've been on this earth now for almost 30 years and I have not witnessed that. I've witnessed them win two playoff games that I actually watched. Uh, and, and so for me, it is a really, really rare feeling to have to know that you've got a quarterback that's good enough to win you a Super Bowl. Because when you have a quarterback that's an MVP, you know, he's good enough to get you there. You know, he's good enough to win it. It's just a matter of does he actually do it? And we haven't had that guy mm-hmm. until recently. So now the expectations are going to come. Everyone's going to look at him as like, now every year, Super Bowl or bust. And it's going to be a big question mark now because, you know, he'll be 24 pretty early in that season. And now everyone's going to be like, okay, oh, uh, you know, now you got to go out there every single year and try to get us to a Super Bowl. And if you don't, that season's a failure. And that's a lot to put on a 24-year-old kid. Right. I... I feel some type of way about people even saying that this season was a failure, quote-unquote failure, because I think it was everything but that. I think what he did and he led this team through was incredibly successful. Yeah, we came up short, certainly wanted to be you know, in, the, in it till the very, very end, but people calling this year uh, a failure or you know, typical Chiefs get to the big, big games and then cop out like, I can't agree with that. And just to your point of this kid being on our roster wearing red and gold, I think, yeah, he's got big shoes to fill, but they're his own shoes, which is so cool to me. But it's still pressure, and it's still it's going to affect him. But 24 years old, like you said, it's outrageous that he's as mature as he is. Um, do you feel like I know I, I know I do. Do you feel like he has the tools and the weapons offensively to extend the season to the big game t- next year? I mean, obviously yeah. it's all short this year. Yeah. Do you think we're, next year all the tools are there? Yeah, I mean, I think if you look at the team right now, I mean, they're obviously going to spend their resources to improve their defense. Their offense doesn't need a whole lot of work to, to improve as much. And the the offense could be better. I don't know if you if you heard about it this morning, but uh, Brett Veach in an interview earlier did say that he he said it in a roundabout way. He didn't say this like obviously out in the open, but he said in a roundabout way that Kareem Hunt could be back on this team if he you know gets out of his own way. If he fixes himself, he might be on the team again. I don't know if that's actually going to happen or not. I'd say probably not, but it's likely that he could be back on the team, and the offense could feasibly be better than it is which is hard to imagine because they were really great this year. But I think he has the weapons. 
I think he has everything that he needs in order to be able to, uh, you know, be able to fix his offense, to be able to get get this offense where it is. And I think they're going to have the resources in the draft to be able to get their defense back to where where it is, so to where it should be if you want to be a contender. I mean, right now this offense is going to be pretty great for a while. Uh, so I think that um, I think that it's going to be a, a situation where this team is going to be. They've got they, they obviously have a lot of of pressure on them now, but I think their offense is going to carry them. Their defense is going to be at least mediocre next year. And we'll see how far that carries them when they go into the uh, when they go deep into the playoffs. I think they've got everything right now, uh, you know, provided they have a good draft, they have a good offseason. Maybe they bring in Earl Thomas if he's healthy and he's still good. Maybe he comes in and plays opposite Eric Berry, and Eric Berry comes back. He's healthy after his surgery, and we're good. I think uh, I think we might have a, a a real season where we could expect the Super Bowl next year. Certainly the fans are behind them. That's never going to change in Kansas City. Obviously a killer year this year. Hoping for the same again. Um, Julio, have we heard from Carrie? That would be a negative. <laughs> she just texted me, so let's call her back. While while we're waiting, let's just go ahead and jump into the win for KC banquet because it is incredibly important. Um, Obviously, as we mentioned, February 6th, the NCAA has pinned as the National Women and Girls in Sports Day. When I was little, the NCAA, yes, I'm very old, but when I was little, the NCAA building actually used to be housed in Kansas City. And I will never forget a field trip that I was selected to go on and represent my school district where it was all about women in sports and girls in sports. And it was a day dedicated to that. So it was really, really cool. And then fast forward to my senior year of high school, February 6th was my signing day. So I signed my national letter of intent to play college soccer. And so that's a special day for me, um, special day for women in sports. And right here in Kansas City, we have an incredibly unique group. It's called Win for KC. So women, um, they celebrate women in sports. And they have a annual luncheon where they hand out or they award um, many different specific awards, um, everything from high school athletes, young athletes, all the way up to um, lifetime achievement awards, if you will. Um, and it's a big day. So it is always in KC. And we're back in after some slight technical difficulties, some big but technical we are back. <laughs> Come on, man, trying to make it a little more, a little less dramatic than it is. But we are back, and we are actually uh, joined by President of Sporting Kansas City, Jake Reed. Jake, how you doing? Jillian, doing great. Thank you. It's good to hear from you, buddy. It's been a little while. Thanks for joining us tonight. No problem. My pleasure. Hey, so uh, preseason's in full swing. Have you made your trip down into Arizona? Are you back from there? What's going on? I, uh, I was there last week. I missed the uh, the polar vortex that you guys experienced when it was seven. <laughs> Way to rub it in. Given the, weather, given the weather today and this week, I, I don't think I've lucked out all that much. But, uh, no, I went down for a couple of days. It was great to spend some time with the guys. And, uh, and we're playing right now, actually. We're up 2-1 if anyone's interested in the 75th minute. But, yeah, we're 14 days from Champions League. So time is uh, That's right. getting close. Now, this is a That's big... right. Just uh, uh, Graham Zuzzi put one away, didn't he? He did, yeah, for free kick. <laughs> Yeah. Now this is a big year for the MLS. Uh, you're you're the league is growing. Uh, you just added FC Cincinnati. You got Austin FC coming up as well. Um, how 
big do you see this league growing? How much more expansion do you see this league having, considering that it is what, definitely one of the largest soccer leagues in the world, and uh, is it's becoming something more than than what it was just a few years ago? Yeah, for sure, right? I mean, we'll be at 24 this year with Cincinnati coming in, and, and you mentioned a, a couple which will get us to 27 in the not-too-distant future, and all those have already been uh, approved. So uh, 28 for sure, that's already been discussed publicly. I, I think, um, you know, after that, time will tell. Can I see it going to 30, maybe 32, perhaps? Um, but I, I wouldn't be shocked if we get to a number around 30, uh, just just given the I – mean, it's hard to argue with it, the the, the – cities that have come in on um, an expansion Atlanta obviously being the, the poster child right now but but certainly <laughs> the success uh, of expansion has been well documented when you talk about expansion I and and new teams coming in and doing it the right way obviously sporting Kansas City is, just continues to set the bar um, opening pinnacle obviously showing how serious sporting Kansas City is about keeping soccer very just world class in Kansas City. You guys have just had some renovations to Children's Mercy Park, and so there'll be some new fan experiences out there, I believe. Yeah, we've got a lot going on, including a, a brand new field, which uh, the turf gets here tomorrow, so fantastic timing in, uh, in February with this weather. Um, but we put an undersole heating system in, so um, that happens. It's been going on for almost four weeks now, so this is kind of the, the tail end of it, and we'll be ready to go by Champions League. Um, so that was certainly the big one, and then we've just done just a, a ton of uh, you know, general makeovers in some of the premium spaces. And, you know, I think people, it's hard to imagine we're going into our eighth year in the stadium. And <laughs> certainly after eight years in a house, your house starts to, to get old. So we're giving it a little bit of a refresh. Um, and then on the, the fan side, I think you'll see a bunch of new offerings on, on the food and beverage. And like we always do, we try to keep things fresh. But certainly has not been a boring off season, that's for sure. And besides, no, certainly not. And besides just the renovations that you're doing to Children's Mercy Park, obviously Kansas City is going to be a very, very big part of American soccer and the, the expansion of the game here in the U.S. Uh, you've got Gold Cup games uh, going on in June here in Kansas City. Then you also have, uh, we also are one of the, the cities that's going to be a host city for the 2026 World Cup. Um, how big is soccer going to become in Kansas City with it? having such big events like the Gold Cup, like the World Cup, obviously having a team like Sporting Kansas City that is as successful as they have been in the MLS. How much, how much do you see the game growing here in Kansas City? Yeah, I think we've got a, a ways to go, which is, I think, great news, right? I think if you look even as, as you know, not very long ago back in terms of four or five years, I think the game in our region is, is very different than it was. And certainly I think that as, you know, more and more fans continue to – to watch, you know, not only sporting, but I think soccer in general, and certainly in the West. Um, I tell folks if, if you knew any business where you had kind of this eight-year runway to this massive milestone that was going to be transformative for your business, anyone would would take that, right? And I think we've got a little bit of that opportunity uh, with the World Cup, and we find out in uh, hopefully late 2020 if Kansas City is in fact secured the bid, but we do know it's coming to North America. Um, and regardless if we get it or not, which we obviously are going to do everything possible to do that in Kansas City, I just think for the sport, um, you know, it's, it's hard to imagine the league was founded off the back of the last uh, World Cup in 1994 in this country. So that was the birth of MLS in, in 96. That was part of the deal with the World Cup then. Fast forward to um, what will be you know, 2026, and I, I think that will just be a, a massive catalyst for for the growth of the game, obviously, here in our region in the Midwest, um, and certainly on a national scale. So incredibly exciting time to be a soccer fan in this country. 
We're joined now with Sporting Kansas City President Jake Reed. And Jake, thanks so much for your time as always. Uh, gotta, gotta get your opinion on these new kits. They came back and it's, it's, you're back to Sporting Blue. We, uh, we are back to the, uh, the OG. Uh, I'd be doing John Monka a disservice if I didn't echo his sentiment. This is the best kit ever. Although John, who designs our kits along with our marketing group, says that every year. Um, but I love it. I think we've listen. You guys know us well enough at this point. We're not going to be afraid to to try things new and, and shake it up. And I think the black kit last year was incredibly well received. But mm-hmm. um, at the end of the day, um, sporting blue is is our uh, our go to, and we're excited to to launch that back. And I think uh, I think it looks great. I think seeing it on the guys. Um, for the first time the other night really kind of brings it together as well. Certainly they wear it a lot better than I do, that's for sure. All right, you're, you're bringing up the guys here. I just have to ask just how much confidence do you have in this squad this year after coming off of a tremendous season? Um, how much confidence do you have moving into this MLS season, which is quickly approaching? It is coming soon. Uh, I think we're in a great spot right now. Um, yeah, I think we've got the, the, the vast majority of the core um, back in place. Um, you look at you know Johnny and, and Graham both scoring tonight so far, and so hopefully that's a, a good sign uh, of things to come. Uh, and then, yeah, I think just our, our fitness right now um, is probably ahead of where we've ever been um, up to this point in the year. And then you throw some new guys in the mix, um, certainly name it back to full strength, although you know it's here for the latter part of the season. But Guys like Rodney Wallace, guys like Kellen Rowe, um, some of these new faces that I think you'll see uh, become staples, and certainly addition to Fontas, um, you know, and Botan, the new guy as well. So I think they feel good. I think they, they fit well together. The chemistry on the team is, is fantastic. Just having to spend some time with them last week. The guys are, are really in a good spot, and they're incredibly motivated for, for Champions League, which is right ahead of them, and then certainly uh, MLS uh, a short week later. It is rapidly approaching, and we are here for it. So thank you so much for your time tonight, Jake Reed, President of Sporting Kansas City. Um, we're behind you, and we're looking forward to it. Thanks so much for your time. No problem. I appreciate it, guys. Thanks for having me on. Always a pleasure, and uh, we'll talk soon. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Jake. That was Sporting Kansas City President Jake Reed. Always keeps it real. I love it, um, but is incredibly insightful. Um, well-respected across the league, and I think he's a big reason why sporting continues to be innovative on and off the pitch. I will say this. I think sporting should do what they do over in uh, in Europe. And, like, when they their, their third uniform, their alternate, they need to have, like, uh, you know, like some crazy color. Like, if you watch, like, like uh, what is it, Barcelona, their, their uh-huh. alternate uniform is, like, this light pinkish color. It's like this light peaches <laughs> color. It doesn't fit with what they wear normally. I think sporting and the other MLS teams should try to do that just to just to kind of spice it up and have something different. I obviously like the sporting blue, but maybe try something crazy like you see over there in Europe. Like Real Madrid has a white they have, they have white uniforms for home, black for the road, and then they have red. The red's not even part of their color scheme, but they just have an all red <laughs> uniform just because. Like I think that'd be cool and it's something you could do every single year. That's what teams are starting to do over in Europe, just a new third alternate uni every single year. I think that's something that would be really cool. And it'd be a good way. It'd be, it'd be good for marketing because you could sell those jerseys. And that's yeah. why they change feel- their uniforms every year so they can sell more jerseys. For sure. I feel like they sort of do that with their goalkeepers, just like yeah, crazy yeah. random color. Mm-hmm. But I know what you're saying. So, all right, well, hit us up on the text line, Protein House Eat with a t- Eat with a Purpose text line, if you think that you have the color that Sporting Kansas City should make their third Pink. Pink. kit. 
pink. I it don't know about pink. pink but I think it should up be pink. I like pink. 306. Uh, when we return, it sounds like we are going to have a chance to hear from Carrie Fry Robinson ahead of winning the a big award tomorrow at the banquet. Also, don't forget about those Mavericks tickets. Do we have the teaser? I know it's going to be crazy. I don't know if I want to hear it, but I think we should play it for the, the, the people right now. Can we play it? I hustled balls when I was a kid. Oh, come on. We, we told oh, you. We you told too. you. I don't even. Who is that? Who is even, that's who's Deion even describing? That's Deion Sanders. Talking about his of days playing baseball. Was. I hustled balls <clears throat> when I was a kid. Oh, God. All right. When he you sure hear did. Deion Sanders being ridiculous, call in if you want a chance to come check out Mavericks uh, Saturday night. When we return, we'll hear from Carrie Robinson. All right. Welcome back in. It's Jillian, Carolyn, Uno, Cero, uh, Thursday night on 610 Sports Radio. You might be listening on the radio.com app. If you are, shout out to you. Thank you. And this is a special segment for me. We get to welcome in a dear friend, a former opponent. And at one point in time, we were colleagues coaching for the same youth program. And now I can say she's not only an inspiration to many, myself included, but she also owns her own, runs her own soccer academy. We are joined by Carrie Fry Robinson. Carrie, thanks for joining us. How you doing? Hi, I'm good. Thanks. How are you doing, Jillian? Pretty good. It's pretty cool to have you on here. Um, we're going to get to a lot of stuff today. Of course, you have a big award coming tomorrow, but for listeners who may not know who you are, we want to talk through a little bit about who you are and what you've done for Kansas City. Um, specifically started uh, probably younger than probably younger than most girls do today, but you were running the running amok from the beginning, a standout player at Shawnee Mission East High School. Um Again, we were opponents. We didn't play every were year, you better together, than but we did a few years. She was. <laughs> she was. She, I had. I she was I had a heck of a player. I was a little older. <laughs> a little, little older, but had a had way more pace than I did. She played up front. I played in the middle. So, um, but also continued on and played at Indiana. Came back home. We were coaching together, and you decided. Hey, I want to kind of branch off and do my own thing. In the meantime, you've also uh, you're a mother of two. You still play today. Um, you just wear so many hats. So, um, athlete, coach, entrepreneur, and mother, which are all pretty darn exciting. <laughs> Thanks. It's, um, yeah, I'm happy. I love it. I get to do what I uh, what you know makes me happy and that I enjoy, and I get to build a business out of one of my passions. And I still get to play today as long as my Knees and ankles hold up. <laughs> <laughs> now you cre- you created the Finesse Soccer Academy back in 2010. It's an all-girls soccer academy. What was your biggest motivation behind the creation of this school? Um, so it really just started with um, a couple girls asking if I'd, uh, you know, give them some extra training outside of practice. And then um, word grew pretty quickly, um, and I started um, having more kids wanting training than I had hours in the day, um, and it, it kind of evolved from there, um, but I think, you know, kind of twofold. Number one, I never had a female coach until college, and I guess I didn't really realize what I was, uh, you know, possibly missing out on um, by having a female coach, and I think that's what some of the girls that were coming in training with me were seeing is that, 
uh, it's not necessarily bad or good to have a, a female or a male coach. You know, all you know, as long as the coach knows what they're talking about, they're they're a good coach and they can motivate you in the right ways. But there's just something unique about having somebody that really understands you and has been there before. And um, and so you know, recognizing that, I I think you know we started getting more interested in our programs and I started bringing in additional trainers, um, kind of to be able to grow our offerings and train more girls. Um, so it was that and then just, you know, having the flexibility of setting my own schedule. And I loved coaching club. Coaching club with Jillian was a lot of fun. Um, and I loved the teams and the players and the families. But with two kids, it was just, it, it got harder and harder um, nights and weekends committing to club teams. So uh, by creating and growing finesse to where it is today, I've been able to um, have the best of both worlds. I can still coach. Uh, I can still be an impactful uh, coach and mentor in girls' lives, and and I and I can still have time with my family. So it's been important to me to have both of those. Certainly, and everything that you've mentioned and we've spoken about here with your legacy on the soccer field, and obviously coaching, and now creating a platform or a, a, a place where girls can come and feel comfortable to take risks and learn the game and and. Um, learn how to be a girl, but also be an aggressive, talented athlete. Um, all of these things are why you are being named Win for KC's 2019 Game Changer, which is, it gives me goosebumps when I say this because, Carrie, you've kind of come through the whole system. Like you started as a player here and now it's coming full circle where you're able to impact these girls. So what does uh, receiving this award mean to you? Uh, it, it means so much. Um, when I got the call that I had, uh, that I would be receiving this award, um, I, I had tears. I was I was just so excited, so honored. Um, you know, a lot of people do what they do, myself included. I don't do anything for recognition. I just do it because I love it, and it feels right, and um, it's what I want to be doing with my time. And I'm um, a firm believer that this is why I was put here on this earth was, uh, you know, to coach girls and be a positive influence in their life and hopefully um, encourage girls to continue to play and you know, take risks on the field and to, uh, to be brave and to be strong and to be powerful. And those are all good words that we should be using talking about our girls versus just telling them that they're cute or sweet or adorable. You know, we can be those things too, but we can also be fierce competitors and we can also, um, you know, get stuck in a tackle. So, um, it really means a lot to be honored, um, and Win for KC is an incredible organization that um, I've been a supporter of for a few years now. After being brought into it, uh, just kind of uh, becoming more aware of their mission, and just it, it just strikes the heart of what I firmly believe in, and that's empowering girls through sports. So we're really lucky in Kansas City to have an organization like that that really keeps pushing things forward for girls and women in our community. Now, what do you feel like is like we're joined with? Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Like, what do you feel like is like the most difficult thing about being a uh, about being a head coach as far as like teaching the the girls the game of soccer? What do you feel like is the toughest part about teaching them about the game? Um. Well, I think you know there. Are, I guess finding ways to unlock the magic within each player. So some girls come to us already loving soccer and they just want more. Some girls come to us not really knowing much about soccer. Um, some girls probably come to us because their parents have just signed them up without asking. Um, and I think <laughs> probably one of the big, biggest challenges as a coach um, is finding a way to resonate, and to reach, and to engage every player that comes to us. 
so, um, you know, because it's not a one-size-fits-all. One we, we don't have a curriculum that we run every week. We don't, um, you know, have a set way of doing things. We really try to cater things to each player that comes through and trains with us so that we can make an impact on them. Joined now with Carrie Fry-Robinson receiving the Game Changer Award tomorrow at the Win Banquet. Now, Carrie, Finesse Soccer Academies, they've grown. You offer so many different things for uh, youth soccer players. So go through a little bit of that. I know there's camps. I've obviously coached at some. But you also just have training sessions, right? Yeah. So we're an all-girls training academy. Um, so we don't have teams. Uh, we're not a club. But we do all kinds of uh, you know training programs throughout the year, our big um, flagship event, if you will, is our summer camp, um, which has grown. Uh, this is our seventh year. Um, seven, well, seven years ago when we started our first camp, it was me and 11 girls out on the field. And last year we had 180 kids and 25 coaches. So um, we've grown quite substantially in our camp. Uh, we also do seasonal um, camps and clinics. So we're wrapping up goal scoring clinics and defending clinics. And then we do private and buddy training sessions as well. Um, we're also... Um, kind of forging ahead into some of the more empowerment-based work, so um, designing programming for both, uh, you know, players and their families around um, kind of how to really embrace soccer or sports and, um, you know, develop your skills but also the mentality of being an athlete. Um, and so we're kind of working on some programming there um, to kind of help, you know, families understand the game more and players enjoy the game more. Well, that's awesome. And all of these reasons, again, are why you are receiving the incredible award that you are tomorrow, Game Changer. Congratulations to you. I know I'm thrilled to see you tomorrow at the banquet, but thank thanks for your time tonight. We really appreciate Congratulations. you. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you so much. See you tomorrow, Julian. All right. That was Carrie Fry Robinson, uh, 2019 win for Kansas City, win for KC's game changer. And man, she really is. So, um, thanks for joining us. That was really great. When we return, we've got some Maverick sticks to give away. We'll hear that sounder eventually. And we're well, also. Yeah. Balls when I was oh, a kid. That's the sounder right now. Oh, come on. <laughs> I hustled balls when I was a kid. 913 576 7610. Call right now if you want to win a pair of tickets. To the Maverick, what, 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 when are these tickets for, Julian? These are for Saturday night, 7.05 puck drop. Uh, Utah Grizzlies, I believe, are in town, so come see them. Utah you know, Grizzlies. this past week, that they, they actually had to cancel the Mavericks game, and it was all due to weather. Did you know that? Really? That was wild. Uh, they don't Alan do that Americans for the NFL. coming up from they, Texas. Wow. And <laughs> No, they they canceled the game. They rescheduled it to about a week later. I believe the the team coming up from Texas had some problems um, on the roads, and they canceled the game. Just unheard of. Which is, I believe they. It was kind of funny. They're like the Mavericks tweeted out, "We know the irony of canceling a hockey game for ice. We get it, and we're not happy about it." So, are they going to replay it? At some a point? hockey game canceled because of ice on the road. Yeah, they rescheduled it to, rescheduled it to uh, I believe, Wednesday, uh, February 13th. So maybe we'll find some tickets and give them away to that. But for now, we're looking for a lucky winner for Our winner Saturday night. Our winner is uh, Jake in Overland Park. Not Jake from State Farm, but Jake in Overland Park. He is our winner of our tickets for uh, the Mavericks game for Saturday. Oh, beautiful. Against the Utah sure he's never Grizzlies. heard that before. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure everybody who calls into no, the I'm station sure named Jake No, I'm sure he's never Jake, heard that. Jake from that. State Farm.
It calls in anywhere, I'm sure. It's just a thing. Which yeah. that was honestly like probably one of the best commercials because we are all still quoting it years uh, later. I think the Jake, come see me tomorrow. Cool. Say what's up. We'll have some prizes for you. Oh, he's just hilarious. But great show tonight. Got to hear from Carrie Fry Robinson, the game changer of uh, win for KC. And of course, president of Sporting Kansas City, Jake Reed. Thank you both for your time tonight. We are looking forward to just what, two weeks? For the CCL game in just two short weeks, yes. MLS returns. Big day in, in women's sports tomorrow. Win for KC luncheon. I will be there. If you're there, please say hello. Chris, are you going? Julio, are you going? No. No. No? No. You got work. Yeah, we got you work. You don't support women's sports, basically. That's not true. Come on now. I have a job. <laughs> oh. That was a good show tonight. Thanks for joining us. Jillian Carroll and Ocero on 610. Catch you next week. See you later. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t